1: Well, I'm not even sure about involved in the industry. We've been shut down for like a year and apparently they're filming in Australia and I'm in America. Boy, I really screwed up here somehow. I'm Summer Helene. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. And we are on with my special guest host, Bear Fiorda. Bear, welcome to the show. We're going to clue you in on what we were talking about before the show. We were talking, of course, about a fighter being 12 pounds over his fight weight.
2: Yes. Uh, uh, actually, I can give you the name right now. Uh, Rafael Alves came in 12, 11.5 pounds exactly, overweight for his featherweight belt. Uh, and that, that's, that's upcoming, I believe. Yep. 7, 7 19th? Where are we at right now? What's the date today? 19, yeah, it was, it's up to date. This is for tomorrow night's fight at UFC Vegas 19. Uh, he weighed 11.5 pounds overweight. And he claimed that well, he got sick during... He claimed to have been sick during the fight camp, which is a reasonable thing to say. It matters whether or not he was too sick to do the cut. That's what matters. Different. difference. You can have a sore throat and a stuffy nose and still lose weight.
1: Well, you're 30 pounds over your fight weight right now. You're welcome. I thought I'd share that on since We were talking about it before.
2: (laughs) I don't don't look fat. I don't feel fat. Actually, I do feel fat. Dude, I'm not like fat
1: shaming you. I'm not fat shaming you. I'm just saying. You are fat (laughs) shaming me. I'm not fat shaming you. I'm just saying you're 30 pounds over your fight
2: weight. A lot of fighters walk (laughs) 20, 30 pounds overweight. Do I want to? No, but I'm not in the realm (laughs) of ridiculous right now.
1: Really? When I saw I was, you shove a whole croissant it, in your mouth like 20 minutes ago.
2: It was not 20 minutes ago. It was about an hour ago. And you did the same thing. <laughs> so don't, don't don't, start that. What's don't your point? I'm not a
1: fighter. I'm not a fighter. And didn't you make homemade ice cream yesterday?
2: For, for, for my daughter.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> did she eat any of yes. it or was it just you that ate it?
2: <laughs> just because she hasn't eaten any yet does not mean it wasn't for her. <laughs>
1: It was for her, but she hasn't eaten any, but you have. And? (laughs) All right. Well, I I, got to ask, as a fighter, because you are, you're about 30 pounds over right now. You obviously haven't fought in the last year because of COVID. Is it hard to return to that fighting weight?
2: No, it's not. I just have to, um, what is it? I just have to actually knuckle down and do it. But as far as it being Thanks. difficult, it's really not that difficult to return to fighting weight because if I, even if I, if I started right now and at 30 pounds, if I had to loss, let's say for a camp, I tried to lose five pounds in a week, not hard at all, easily done within a week and still be reasonably healthy, you know, uh, what is that? Six weeks six weeks and most camps are eight, eight to 12 weeks. So I could, as long as I was given enough time for the fight, they don't throw me a fight in the two and a half weeks or whatever. It's an easy weight cut. And I wouldn't even have to dehydrate to do it. Um, but no, if you're ill, if you have a serious virus or problem, not necessarily COVID cause then you <laughs> couldn't fight, but if you had the flu or something, it'd be exceptionally more difficult to lose that weight. You would lose it naturally, but your body's also trying to maintain uh, its and nutrients. It's holding on to everything as fast as it comes out. So you can't really uh, artificially cut that weight because your body's going to be like, no, you're keeping your water. No, you're keeping that sandwich you ate yesterday. That's keeping you up by two pounds. So. A sandwich sticks, does not put two I pounds on
1: you. I think you're making excuses for your ice cream habit.
2: Uh, it's not a habit; it's an addiction. By the way, and if, <laughs> if, if if I'm given, if I'm given reason, reasonable time, not ample, doesn't have to be excessive, but reasonable time, seven to eight weeks, and uh, and I don't get sick, it's easy enough.
1: That's a good thing. So why didn't this fighter do it?
2: Well, he said he was sick. Uh, again, Rafael Alves. He claimed he was. So probably Rafael Alves, how you pronounce it with an H instead of an R. But yeah, he um, claims he was sick, and he hasn't given any more information uh, to add to that. And this is as of Feb 19, 2020. So as of today, he's not given any more information to it all Well, he wouldn't, that, he wouldn't be today.
1: able to do his fight camp if he's sick. Wouldn't it be a risk of infecting others?
2: So, well, no, he probably still would make make way to do it if he was well enough to train. Because regardless, you don't want to get out. You don't want to get out of the fight unless you have to. You spend all this money in your camp. You spend all this time at your camp. You still want your payout, your payoff, your payday. So do your coaches. So do your. So does your team who gets paid along with your paycheck. So you don't want to drop out when you owe everyone money. That's kind of the hard part. So if you can, you, you train with a sore throat, you train with a stuffy nose. But what he's referring to when he's sick, at least what I'm hoping he's referring to, is that he had a serious illness. He had some kind of virus or flu that was not COVID because if he had COVID, it would have been cut automatically. So maybe...
1: That makes sense.
2: He had some, Maybe he had some vomiting going on. Maybe he had some diarrhea going on. He had some things that would have stopped him from successfully training. You can train when you don't feel great, and you can train with your body aches, like if you have a common cold. But not if you're unable to stick to the regimen. Not if your body won't uh, is is trying to maintain the weight to stay healthy and fight off the infection. So there's 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 a reasonable chance here that this is true. Although to show up and actually do the weigh-ins versus saying, "Hey, I can't. I simply can't make it." That's kind of interesting, you know. And they could have gone about this a few different ways. But they could have made this a catch weight, make this a random weight fight. Uh, and they did that for a few other people on the same card who missed weight, but this was a much more dramatic that. Well, the other ones missed, like, three yeah, four pounds. 12, missed, yeah, uh, 12
1: pounds. That's that's ridiculous. That's that's just ridiculous. Yeah.
2: So if it turns out that he was not as seriously ill as he claims, or if he wasn't ill at all, and it's just an excuse, he will most likely get cut from the, uh, from the uh, label. UFC will probably Makes drop sense.
1: him. Now, yeah. what do you think about what's going on in Texas? They've got... Um, i got people people messaging
2: me on Instagram. They're uh, they're hitting me up saying, oh, hey, I I can't (laughs) – I don't have Wi-Fi. That was one of the – someone wrote to me, oh, I'm sorry I missed your last few videos. I haven't had Wi-Fi due to the the power outage. My Internet's not been working. So people – that's that's a a kid, obviously, not an adult. But I definitely can see where the impact is hitting across different age groups. People are talking about not having – Food, water, power. Biggest thing, not even heat in the middle of a snowstorm. Good God. Texas, I would thought Texas would be a little more hot than, than that, but apparently not. <laughs> that shows my lack of information about Texas.
1: Well, so the but big you, problem w- with Texas is the infrastructure was given to private companies and to keep the companies there, they created the tax breaks. The pre- tax breaks were created uh, to save the corporations money and they didn't request to uh, have them weatherize. And to avoid... Texas being um, on the national grid, basically having federal backup services and everything, uh, they took them completely off the national grid so they didn't have to comply with uh, federal standards. So this was something they've been saying since 2011 that this was going to happen. This wasn't really a shock. But worse, but Texas... And Cruz leaving really shocked me, and worse than abandoning oh, Texas, yeah. uh, Senator, oh, you know, yeah. Senator and Ringo Starr, he's, he's like a Ringo Starr wannabe. Um, he left his poodle to freeze alone while he went to Cancun, but don't worry about it. Uh, he probably told the dog it was like AOC's fault because now they're blaming AOC and the Green New Deal for Texas freezing. Um, because of things that I, I don't know The whole thing is so bizarre But Ted Cruz I, I can't believe he did that
2: Whatever it's AOC Whatever it's AOC I hear them talking they, They're making jokes about it too Oh my hair is falling out It's AOC in the Green New Deal Oh my wife left me It's AOC I have erectile dysfunction At 80 years old And I don't seek medical treatment Because I'm a What, what is it uh, I'm a naturalist Or someone who doesn't believe In medical Or medicinal treatment It's yeah. AOC's problem Just what what Everything's AOC you know what? My, my phone when my recording system and videotaking system would not upload to my phone. Fuck AOC, it's her fault.
1: <laughs> but that's, that's kind of where they are. I find it really bizarre. But this is, now this was a fixable problem. This is something that didn't have to happen. Um, it really is awful. Really horrible that this is happening. I think the worst part of the situation, though, and what breaks my heart the most, um, is that poor dog yeah. being left Like how do you leave oh, your dog
2: yeah. Because he didn't
1: care About the dog It's a horrible thing to do um, It's it's just well, I don't yeah. know Like I when thought 2020 Was bad And I'm yeah. just looking at 2021 And 2021 is so much worse Asian Americans being attacked We have that old guy that was attacked That was like the the ninety one year old that was just attacked from behind. We have abortion yeah. being banned in South Carolina, um, you know, and Kim Kardashian's divorcing Kanye West. I, I don't know why that's that on, list, okay. on my list. Of-
2: that one's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one's okay. Divorce each other. That's fine. I'd I'd rather hear about now. now this is not to say I don't I don't like them. or think people are awful. Even though partially I do, especially on Kanye. They are. Part.
1: There, they're awful.
2: Uh, you know. If, if, one of the, if the news was one of them dying, fine, because it only physically impacts them and their closest relatives. We have problems right now that are physically impacting millions of people.
1: So you don't think Kanye West and Kim Kardashian getting divorced is really kind of newsworthy when we've got, you know, <laughs> devastation in Texas and a global pandemic?
2: It's newsworthy if those things weren't happening because, of course, people care about their celebrities. I would care more because it'd be something interesting to hear about because I knew it was going to happen for a while uh, if there wasn't other stuff going on. You know, I, I actually get happy when I hear people like Kourtney Kardashian who have trouble, like genuine issues with that family gets happy. Like when she finds a new boyfriend or whatever, that makes me a little bit happy because I think she deserves it to a degree. I don't really like the family in general, but why not? Not when millions of people are freezing to death because their power company decided to say, "Meh, I don't care about you. I want your money. I want to make deals that only help me. Not you.
1: Oh, that makes sense. I'm still really bothered by the fact that all our filming is being done in Australia and I'm not there. I know that's incredibly selfish, (laughs) Um, but then again, the flip side, I'm really glad I'm not in Texas and I love Texas, but I'm, that's, it's just a horrible thing that they're going through. Now, the mayor of Houston has been all kinds of badass, And of all people, um, the dude that lost the senatorial race, what's his face? Uh, that lost to Ted Cruz.
2: Who lost to Ted Cruz? Who can lose? How did, I thought he just ran unopposed. (laughs) Who loses to Ted Cruz?
1: No, no, no. It was uh... I'll tell you his name after the break. Tell me the name of the guy who um, who Ted Cruz beat in the election. Better beta O'Rourke. It was better O'Rourke. Um uh, tell okay. me Okay, tell me what better O'Rourke has been doing before the bre- before we come back from break and I will give you either a free ride at off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California for two, a float at Rest, Sedona or Las Vegas. Or one of our other fabulous giveaways, and I'll give you more information on that when we come back. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my special guest co-host, Bear Fiora, and we'll be right back after this.
0: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to behind the scenes with host summer helene to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com now let's go back behind the scenes
1: g'day g'day guys welcome back to behind the scenes i'm your host summer helene and we're on with my special guest co-host Beth, the order who's been taking his weight gain four thousand apparently. So that everyone when he gets back the no, cage, will respect it. his authority. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what is that? No, I found it. It was it's called beefcake. It's called beefcake. That's
1: it. Beefcake. Beefcake. <laughs> That's it. He's taking his beefcake. That's it. Um,
2: what... For those of you who don't get the <laughs> reference, that is a episode in South Park where Cartman decides to eat this kind of supplement or drink it. I can't it doesn't tell me. It looks like it's a drink it, yeah. Uh to try, and, to try and get muscle. The problem is you have to work out when you eat heavy, heavily calorically dense products. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's just sitting there down in gallons of it because why not?
1: And now the is on, uh, And now Bear Fjorda is on the Cartman diet. That's why he hasn't made weight yet. Uh, um, I uh, do, made I'm weight? Doing. I have never... I'm I've
2: always come in underweight. What are you talking about? I
1: know. Don't,
2: don't, don't start talking
1: about I can't. It's like... You can't pick, you can't pick, if someone's slow, you can't call them slow, I can only pick on you about it because you, you're at a normal human weight in between your fights, you don't look like a muscle, I, like, I have photos of and So you look like a muscle, but right now you look like a person, <laughs> because you don't have a fight, um, know, I, I do want to give a shout out to Alfred Rentals in Palm Springs, comment. California <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Offroad Rentals In Palm Springs, California We have two ATV rides to give away from them They are fantastic uh, Trainer Joe's in Palm Springs, California Thank you, thank you Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon It's the only reason I look decent with all of this going on True Rest, Sedona and Las Vegas Have a float to give away at any True Rest Float Spa um, Aspen Mills Bakery. Thank you, thank you Castlewood Cottages If you need to escape, head on up to Big Bed, Try Castlewood Cottages And Auto, mobile, uh, auto Image Mobile Detailing Try going up there, guys. Seriously. If you need to go up, clean your car, get it detailed, head on up to Big Bear. It's a great place to escape. Go for a ride at Off-Road Rentals. These are all escapes. We have giveaways from these places um, for that reason. So our three giveaways are are the Off-Road Rentals, the Float. We have foldable ballet flats with a pouch from Graciously Your Sydney, um, who's in Australia where they're filming, and I'm not there. And we have a book giveaway from today's guest, Peter Matthews, "Dollar Democracy on Steroids: With Liberty and Justice for Some, How to Reclaim the Middle Class for All, Dream for All." So I'm going to say, uh, Jared, come up with three questions. Actually, you come up with two, and I'll have our guest come up with one, and I'll let everyone come up with choose. Two questions. Okay, you can ask. Come up with one question.
2: Alright, I'll come up with one question. You mean right now?
1: Just
2: cut the crap. Well, all right. Well, I guess we lost her. So, okay. I'll go over the question then. So, we talked about weight cutting and fighting. We talked about the pandemic going on uh, in general with COVID. And we're talking about Texas having trouble with the power outage. So, if I had to pick something I want to discuss, let's get, let's get political. So, the question I want to answer is which company... Is currently being called out for not providing Texas the power they need to run their homes properly. So go oh, and I think that's that a good question about. Yeah, yeah, that's a go good question. That.
1: I do hey, think um, I am going to say. i you, you did. I, I muted you guys by accident. Now I have a quote um, oh, okay. from actually Alexis's aunt. I don't know if she wants her name called out, so I'm not going to say it. But she said. um... Uh, Senator Cruz said it was an annual trip. She doesn't know if it's accurate or not. He definitely should have boarded the dog or gotten a uh, dog sitter. Leaving the dog alone is like leaving one of your kids at home. She doesn't care that he didn't ride out the storm with them. She doesn't think he would have been inconvenienced much. He would have gone to a hotel or had the power turned on by pulling some strings. Truth be told, we are Texans. Whether or not we have a senator that represents us appropriately or not, our state pulled together through another disaster just as I would expect them to do. And I'm hearing a lot of that from people in Texas, um, just a lot of pride in who they are and where they're from, and kind of a lot of screw him. If he doesn't want to be here with us, we've got it. We'll take care of ourselves. And that's something I found really interesting, is kind of that, that can-do attitude that goes with Texas. So I think that's really cool.
2: Got it. Got it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's that's, that's a much better way to handle the situation, just kind of, you know, he's here, he's here, when he's not, he's not, but we're going to survive.
1: That's it. And, and I find that, I think but that's thereby, a lot, it takes a lot of strength.
2: It does. Although I will say then, by that logic, don't put him in office.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't have put him in office anyway, but I don't like him. I find him spineless.
2: Well, that's my point. If you have someone who you're going to try and treat as irrelevant to your life when he's literally governing your laws and governing – he's helping make the regulations that are going to run yours and your kid's future, don't, don't put him in if you think he's worthless.
1: Now, the one I found interesting was Beto O'Rourke. He lost to Ted Cruz and then took uh, put together a calling center to call uh, – it started as 1,500 but ended up being 151,000 senior citizens – Across Texas to see if they had blankets and food, and for any that didn't, he started sending blankets and food. And this is the guy that lost, and he's doing this while Ted Cruz is on his way to Cancun.
2: Well, I guess we know who's going to win the next election. What, what is it going to be twenty twenty two? Who's going to win that one?
1: Yeah, you don't know if you you don't know. You, you really don't. I just I find it really interesting. I think the worst part of the whole thing uh, for Ted Cruz was he blamed his daughters. For why he went. Seriously? Yeah, he was like, oh, it was my daughter's. We had this trip planned and they really wanted to go and it was cold. So they wanted to go. And then the reason everyone found this out, what actually happened, that Ted Cruz had planned it, not his daughter's. He lied um, was because a bunch of his close friends that he would texted and invited to join them sent the copies of the text to New York Times.
2: Ooh, you're outed by. Well, you know what? When you ditch everybody you're supposed to care about because they put you in office. Yeah, you, you don't get sucked. You don't get. He doesn't deserve. Like Donald Trump has somehow gotten that same kind of anonymity from his colleagues. They have every right and should have and did sell him out, not sell him up. You know, give him up.
1: I don't know. I think. Go ahead, go ahead. heinous there does need there does need to be personal and social accountability um, i'm not huge into the cancel culture thing i believe people have the right to say what they want but i also believe there there will be repercussions if if you say something horrible and people don't want to listen to you or talk to you that's your problem and your fault
2: i don't know i when it comes to that cancel cancel culture thing i don't think that applies here to ted cruz because he Technically, didn't say anything that would be obscure out of the realm of truth. His daughters wanted to go, but he did plan on the whole thing because he wanted to go more. I'm sure his kids, who love trips and hate cold or freezing, would want to go on a vacation. Uh, his friends—well, it was actually his wife that wanted trip.
1: to
2: go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, was his, his wife then. Well, uh, or his friends—the ones he texted about inviting them. He can invite whoever he wants on a trip. He probably didn't plan on this power outage happening last week. Um, what I—no, uh, he, he booked book the, the trip though,
1: after. He booked the trip after the power outage. He got sick of sitting in Texas oh. and his wife was cold. So he went oh, to Ted Cruz. Okay. Through.
2: All right. Well then, yeah, that's, it, <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah, it's kind of, I, I, I turned into
1: like, after that, I'm like, fuck Ted Cruz. I'd like to remind everyone, every <laughs> yeah. time we use bad language on the show, we give money to the boys and girls club of America, the humane society of America and free MMA. We swear because we care. Fuck yeah. Um, Exactly. But I, I have, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm really angry at Ted Cruz. I, I really am. I think that's a hard thing to do. You, you signed up to look after these people, buddy. I'm just saying.
2: No, he signed up to do exactly what he did with these power companies, that is get him off the hook of federal regulation and get money from them. That's what he signed up for. And that's what those people are going to keep getting the longer they put him or someone like him in power.
1: I gotta say, like, it's really weird for me. I never understood lobbying. In Australia, it's called bribery and you go to jail for it. I never understood why you guys allowed (laughs) lobbying.
2: Uh... Never understood it. Because we were given. You know, we have certain, I guess, liberties that apply here and it's written in our constitution that people can bend to a certain extent that uh, you guys don't allow for in Australia.
1: Lobbying is not in the constitution.
2: No, but they'll find way. They found ways to make it okay. I'm sure someone somewhere along the way brought this to Congress. They went to the Supreme Court and they looked at it. And the other side fought harder. The other side made better points or any anything, any other way to get around uh, lobbying. Actually, they put it in they've
1: there. they've proven ninety percent of the time the candidate that puts the most money in is the candidate that wins. So really, it doesn't have as much to do with who fought the hardest. It has to do with who spent the most money.
2: I completely don't. I, w- I completely believe that. I haven't looked it up once, but I believe that. Uh, just just simply because that that's how it seems. If I if I had no knowledge of anything you've told me, anything i looked up, I was just watching our individual political system. Like if I was a third party country or citizen, that's exactly what I would think. Someone is paying off these representatives. Someone's paying off these companies, or these companies are paying off our congressmen to get what they
1: want. Pretty much. Guys, when we go to break, we are going to be on with our very, very special guest, uh, Peter Matthews. He's a professor, he's an author, and he's one of my favorite people to talk to. We're on with my very special guest co host, Bear Fjorda. I'm Summer Helene. Yep. We're on, with, and we'll be right back after this. stimulating
0: talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com
1: tune in to the patricia raskin show on voiceamerica.com every monday at 2 p.m eastern time and 11 a.m pacific time
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time
1: G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my special guest co-host, Bear Fiora, and our guest today, one of my favorite people, um, one of the best authors, and we have one of his books to give away, Dollar Democracy, Professor Peter Matthews. Professor Matthews, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Summer Helene. Great to be here. Thank you, Bear. Take care. We look forward to seeing both of you, talking to both of you.
1: Now I'd love to, I just kind of want to jump right into this. One of the things Ted uh, Cruz was quoted as saying they have not confirmed this. So I need to be really clear. This has not been confirmed, Uh, but he was quoted as saying, they think that about a hundred people in total have died so far. Um, And, and they, and one of the comments that came out and there's a recording on this and they're trying to confirm whether it it was uh, Ted Cruz was the response being, Uh, Well, It looks like maybe close to a thousand people Died in in these homeless camps And he said yes But it's only like a hundred normal people
3: A hundred normal people? Oh, if that was said
1: It
3: unconscionable Yeah, apparently homeless people are not normal people Right, if that's what was said Again, we're confirming on this Well, yeah, they're confirming as
1: to whether it was Ted They're confirming whether it was Ted Cruz But it was said
3: Well, whoever said that is just completely inhumane. They don't see homeless people as part of humanity, and that's just outrageous. And and by the way, it very well could be in the hundreds that have died because, you know, I used to live in Texas, and I know that one day in the spring it could be 70 degrees, the next day it could be 30 degrees. But this is uh, unconscionably, you know, freezing. Ten years ago they had this type of storm, and and I think it has to do with climate change as well. And so the people out there who are not in in the houses, even their own homes, Twenty degrees and they can't you can't live like that if you're in your 50s and 60s and 70s especially you can't survive that it's impossible mm-hmm. virtually so i would not doubt if much more died than the official 21 people
1: that's well that's what they're saying so far yes so I, i'd be interesting to know if he said that i think it's horrifying i was really upset like a o'rourke is doing more to help people than take you know than than, than senator takes off to cancun cruise
3: yeah, of course. He's he's uh, made calls about to help senior citizens. Uh, AOC, uh, Representative or Alexandria Cortez has raised uh, over a million dollars in just a couple of hours to help the people in Texas. People outside the state are doing more, including better O'Rourke from the state. So this is this outrageous. Uh, this senator, Ted Cruz, who's been drawing a lot of money every year as a as a senator and has so much power, would take off to Cancun just to have a vacation to avoid the cold weather and then give it, blame it on his daughters. That's the worst thing. That's amazing. I cannot believe someone would do that. Blame it on his daughters. My daughter I wanted mean, to go on a vacation, so I, I had to take her. Yeah, really.
1: It's, it's horrifying. I think, I think what got me, though, is like, I'm like, well, I'm glad uh-huh. AOC is raising the money. Like I've sent money to Texas. We were giving money to the Red Cross. And everyone, I think, is trying to do what they can to help. But AOC maybe shouldn't put her name on it because I think they're blaming her right now, her and the Green New Deal um, on Fox. They're actually blaming AOC for what happened in Texas. AOC and the Green yeah. New Deal. That's actually the headline. I didn't,
2: e- <laughs> I didn't even know that, that she is, was so actually crazy. funding for them, and then they hear that. they
1: <laughs> just doing that. Yeah, and here's what I like, said. This is the most
2: ridiculous. Oh,
3: man. <laughs> a, here's what they said. They said it was the windmills, the green power-producing power windmills That broke down, and that's what caused it. Well, here's the fact. 13% of Texas energy comes from alternative energy, wind and solar. Only 13%. Most of it was frozen. It's instruments that were never kept up over time, frozen pipelines that were never weatherized. It's those Republicans in power over there mostly at that time who let this thing deteriorate, the the infrastructure, and now they're blaming, blaming the windmills? What a joke. That was already exposed already.
1: I know. Well, they're blaming the windmills and AOC, and
2: I found that AOC,
3: really right, interesting.
2: Right. <laughs> well, they can't, you, you can't pin the blame on the people paying you. People lining your pockets can't just sell them out, so you got to blame something else. And unfortunately, there's nothing else to really give the blame to, so they went to the obscure.
3: That's so true, Bear. That's so true because those big oil companies have been giving them campaign contributions throughout these years and decades of their careers, and they didn't want to... Make sure the old companies took care of the infrastructure. They didn't want them to spend any money to help the public interest. So, yeah, that, that is exactly the dollar democracy component to it, as, as I've said. Money in politics, uh, and these guys are bought and paid for it. And that's what causes terrible tragedy of, of horror. I mean, Texas hasn't seen something as bad as this before. Not as bad as this. Wow. Any energy, any fire to, buy, to boil the water. They don't have the stoves working. At least 200,000 people are still without energy, without power. Uh, maybe it's getting yeah, even better now, but it was millions before there, right? You've got to boil your water so you don't die when you drink your water. Horrible situation.
1: Right. I do not believe they're boiling water. They had a
2: story. Dude, they had a small story about families actually burning like you know, their kids' stuff, their kids' toys, one kid's treehouse to make for firewood.
1: Well, the flip side of that is people no. also aren't educated enough on what to do. So you have people dying of carbon monoxide poisoning in their houses because mm-hmm. you have people pulling in and lighting barbecues to try and stay
2: warm. Oh, shit.
3: Yeah, and sleeping in their cars and leaving the engine on and then dying of that carbon monoxide yeah. poisoning. Burning, burning their wood furniture also. Now, these yep. are desperate times for this to be. A, it didn't have to be this way. You folks know that. If government did its duty to promote the public good, the public, the general welfare, the public interest, the state of Texas had done that, then the politicians would have done their right thing. They would have gone ahead and taken care of the infrastructure much earlier. And also, Texas has its own power grid that's pretty much separate from the rest of the United States, unlike other states which could tap into each other's power if there's a big crisis. Texas has its own isolated power grid. It's only connected slightly to parts of Oklahoma. It's the most ridiculous kind of setup. And, and this is, is this the rugged individualism we're talking about? I mean, I believe in individuality and creativity, but rugged individualism where you don't care about anything else around you but yourself and, and just being yourself, self-sufficient on your own and not that your neighbor. What I, about your neighbor and the neighbor caring about you to some extent? I, I, That's think, the problem I
1: think this is how they sell it. When you sell people on It's Not My Problem, one of the darkest things I ever saw and was when I came to America. I heard people and the way they talked, like, no, I take care of myself. I don't expect, expect handouts from my government. Like, well, what the hell's the point of your government if they're not taking care of you? Well, I don't need health care. I can take care of that myself. Well, what if you can't? Well, then it's nobody else's problem to take care of it. The biggest lie I've heard America sell, um, and American politicians sell, is minimum wage isn't necessary workaholism is good and people are now basing their identities on this Ah, it's been 15 years since i took a vacation like it's a badge of pride to work yourselves to death and it's it's a very strange thing i uh, because i don't come from a country like that like i come from a country that has the expectation that if i get sick you will take care of me because when you're sick i'll take care of you we have, the expect- we have, we have um, retirement homes, but we don't have old folks' homes where people are dumped. We don't have people being dumped on the street because they're not taken care of, and we don't have people. It's just, it's just so different, and we don't have people working themselves to death. I mean, some, but not many. And it's not a badge of honor oh, to say, I-, I don't take a vacation.
2: I thought that was even a thing where the hospitals were just pushing elderly people out onto the street who couldn't have pay, uh, pay their rooms anymore. I pay the treatment. Yeah. It's, Pretty a, much. it's totally
3: unconscionable. You know, if you think about all the other advanced industrial countries, including, including Japan. They're a lot more like Australia, where you care about your fellow human being, your fellow country person, because you know that that's the right thing to do. First and foremost, it's the ethical thing to do. Secondly, it's a practical thing to do. It's practical. Because if you reach out and help them in their time of need, they're going to reach out and help you. And by the way, the U.S. Constitution requires that. In the preamble, it says that we establish this constitution— in order to uh, promote the general welfare, to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, all those good things that we do for each other are required that the government is the instrument to do it through the Constitution. It's there. It's in the preamble. I think Americans have to be reminded at times of that. And there have been examples of President Roosevelt and other presidents who are in power who did use the government as a positive instrument. It wasn't always like this rugged, super rugged individualism pushed by the Reagan and the Bush. Uh, All those people like Trump and them pushing that rugged individualism. It wasn't always like that.
1: I think it's a crock. I mean, Trump takes advantage of the fact that he had uh, government medical. He went to Walter Reed. He wasn't like, oh, pay for it out of (laughs) pocket. That's right. I find it
3: interesting.
1: The people trying to sell poor people on. Yeah. I'm like, I I think that it's weird to me that like the people that are working themselves to death have been sold this bill of goods by people that don't work. Mm hmm.
3: Wow. Put very well, very powerfully. That is so true, (laughs) Summerlin. They're living off of our taxpayer money, getting full coverage, full vacation time. That's another thing. You know, in Italy, there are eight weeks of paid vacation a year. In France, it's four weeks or more. And so many countries, you know, Australia, I'm sure it's several weeks, guaranteed by law. And it's just outrageous how we we let Americans uh, work themselves to death, so a few at the top can get wealthier and wealthier. And that is not the American dream. To me, the American dream is that everyone gets a good fair shake in life, fair share, fair opportunity, and they work hard and then they can have free time and time with their families and vacation time. And they don't have to become millionaires and billionaires because you can live well as a solid middle-class person. And that's how it should be. That's how it used to okay, be. I, I, I,
1: I think people should be able to survive when they get paid, but I, I am going to, I am going to put, put like a, a little uh, note here. Um, You know, I I am all for millionaires and billionaires. I personally like that. I like money. Um, But I think everyone's version of the American dream is different. And that's what we need to respect. And everyone needs to be able to live their version of the American dream. If your American dream is to become one of the wealthiest and most famous people in the world, cool. Go put your work into that. If it's to be a good family man and take care of your family, you need a living wage, to do that. Yes. And that is the social responsibility. My version of the American dream is being able to sleep with Chris Hemsworth. That's probably not gonna happen. He's very faithful to his <laughs> wife,
3: um,
1: but, but, but we all need standards.
3: Yes, I totally agree with you, Summer, Raleen. Yes, if you earn the money and you become a millionaire or a multimillionaire or a billionaire, it's yours, you should enjoy it. But then don't forget your fellow human being as well and pay, pay your fair share of taxes. So the fellow American can have healthcare, can have some vacation time and other things. So, I think I agree with this. There has to be a balance, doesn't there?
1: Well, I think what's what's bizarre is I pay less taxes than my assistant. I pay less taxes than my interns. That's insane. it's It's it insane. Is.
2: You think about it
1: and it's it's not right. Yeah. you're you're a college professor. you make less money. As a college professor, by putting your time and effort into education, you are going to end up making less money and paying more tax than most people with a college degree, as, as, as any kind of teacher, as uh, less as a professor, more as like a kindergarten teacher. But um, our teachers aren't paid right. Ten- tenure is something that everyone's constantly fighting for and shouldn't have to. Union, unions mm-hmm. are constantly being pulled apart. It's, it's very bizarre. It's very strange to me to be anti-union. It, it really like, is.
3: Yeah, and it, it wasn't always like that. Back in the 50s, we had 33% of our workforce unionized. And that's when you had a middle class. People could have collective bargaining. Yep. They'd have fair wages. And they yep. lived well. They could buy a home with one income, right? Now you can't even buy yep. a home in a working middle class family with two incomes. And that's what's the slipping of the American dream, the taking away, the shrinking of the middle class. And, and in my book, I've got a whole table here of 60 corporations that paid zero income tax in 2018 because of corporate tax loopholes, while making half a billion dollars a year, and then getting money from the government. On top of not paying any income tax legally, they received what's called corporate welfare in, in a check from the government. Here's one company. I won't name names now because I'm not sure you want me to do that. But uh, um, half of this company made half, <laughs> half. Yeah. Okay. IBM, International Business Machines, made 500 million dollars in profit. In 2018, and they received a federal tax burden of a negative $342 million, which gave them a negative 68% income tax burden. They received money from the government through the taxpayers for their own little treasury while paying no taxes. It wasn't just IBM. It was a lot of companies. JetBlue Airways, Duke Energy, I mean, big names, Whirlpool. Uh, then on and on. I have to, the whole list. It's, of it's, not, just, it's not just it's so. not just
1: corporations working in the film industry. I myself am a corporation. I have my own corporation. All my money goes into my mm-hmm. corporation. My corporation t- pays me. Uh, I right. get money back on what my corporation pays me. My corporation gets money back on what my corporation pays me. And my the corporations I work for in the films are corporations that get money back for hiring me, and then the studios themselves get money back for hiring. It's yeah, bizarre so
3: there's a big thing going on there. That's so bizarre. And you know what? Though that there are a lot of wealthy people who are willing to pay higher taxes, and they're not paying and much at all. Yes. And they're willing to. I mean, the, you know the names. So they're willing to. They, the politicians yep. have not done with the right thing when they're even asked to do it by the very wealthy people, many, some, many of whom do support them. So that system of elections is the key. Who finances the elections? And the lobbying system of big money also is the problem. As you know. So we got. Well, whoever to do it puts- and We can fix these things. <laughs>
1: They're saying that uh, whoever puts in the most money is who wins the election. It's like a 90% whoever pays the most
3: yeah. wins. 90%. And by the way, it costs. And did you want me to give a question to the audience a little later? Because I've got a question. Oh, yes. About this money please, and politics.
1: please, please.
3: Let me know yes, when you're ready absolutely. for
1: it. Give it. Give okay, it. I'll give them a choice of a like, ride at off-road rentals in- or a float at Truest.
3: Okay. Well, here's the question. What does it cost these days? That's in 2020 the election to win the election to the house of representatives, the winning candidate, how much does he or she have to raise and spend in that one election cycle? And that's the question I have. And the answer is right in my book.
1: Okay. It's, well, it's actually I'm going to ask body. you for one more question. And our next question mm-hmm. is going to be a giveaway on your book. So answer that question oh. and you can get a ride at off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California, or a float at true rest to general or Las Vegas. And if you're interested in uh, what Professor Matthews has to say, I'm interested in it. You should be too. Um, it's a really good book. I've I read it. It was a very very good book. Um, we'll send you a copy of it. Answer one question on politics. Google it. Make it a Googleable question. Professor.
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh, which state in the union was the first one to bring in clean money elections? That's voluntary public financing of elections and take the big money out of politics. Which state in the union are the fifty states? was the first state to bring in clean money elections in 1998.
1: Guys, if you can answer that question, I will, give you, I will send you a copy of Dollar Democracy. It's an amazing book. You should check it out. And if you want to buy a copy of it, where can they buy your book?
3: They can get it at any bookstore, any neighborhood bookstore, or Barnes and Nobles, or uh, Amazon, anywhere they can go. They find it anywhere.
1: Excellent. Now, guys, can I get you both to tell everyone before we go um, get involved? I'm going to put up a link if you want a copy of his book to where you can find it. Where on social media can they find you guys? Um, Bear, I'm going to start with you.
2: Uh, you can you guys can find me anywhere that social media exists. Uh, I am actually the internet. Just Google search the internet, and you will find me. <laughs> no, it's at at, at Bear Fiorda. That little at symbol, Bear Fiorda, everywhere. Bear like the animal. F I O R D A. I am on you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Lit, uh, Dub Smash, Triller, bite, B Y T E, Zin, Z Y N N. If it has social media, I have it. But I'm not on Snapchat. You just, just got to put that out there. Don't,
1: don't go find him on Snapchat. <laughs> um, and if you guys want to learn MMA, you can actually watch online, watch some of his videos, and watch him uh, kick stuff around. And Professor Matthews, where can Absolutely. everyone find you?
3: Uh, they can find me on my, my website at epetermatthews.com. And Matthews is spelled with one T, M-A-T-H-E-W-S, epetermatthews.com. And they can find me on Facebook as well, as on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at epetermatthews. And those are the main places that they can find me. And they can also call me on my cell, which is everywhere. You can. No 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 no, no, no,
1: no, 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 don't, don't put that out there. I'm not going to uh, give the number. No, uh, just
3: Google, yeah. Google my name, yeah. Peter Matthews. Google it,
1: you can find, I'll put up a link, check him out, guys. Is he's, he's really, really amazing. Now, what advice for people that are wanting to get into politics and kind of wanting to and, and exploring that road, which I really encourage, we need a lot more people getting socially involved, big levels, small levels, PTA, Congress, the whole nine. What advice would you give to people?
3: Well, the first thing is to get informed on the issues that you're the most interested and concerned with, and then target to your particular race that you'd like to run in which level for, based on that. So, for example, if you're mostly interested in local issues, such as uh, you know housing issues, rent control, rent, um, um, things like uh, transportation issues, uh, local environmental issues, I would go on for city council for that. Otherwise, at the state level, you can really focus on education. The state uh, the state level funds the greatest amount of money for education. Uh, K-12, through 12 and for universities and colleges. Federal level involves is involved with foreign policy, a lot of foreign policy issues, federal laws on the economy, on jobs. So you decide what what you like to do and what you're capable of in terms of being able to raise some funds because you need to raise some money to be able to advertise until we get clean money elections. And therefore, you have to be realistic about how much money you can raise. If you can raise less money, you run for local city council office or even get involved with the PTA locally. Those kinds of organizations are involved in, in politics. I
1: think... I think uh, the biggest problem we have in politics today, just personally, and I'm going to ask you what you think, but I think it's a lack of education. We end up with candidates like Marjorie Taylor Greene. We end up with people Mm. who think it's a badge of honor to be undereducated, and I find that very strange.
3: It it really is, and it's also very dangerous for the country, as you can imagine, and if you know, if you contrast us to a country like Germany and probably Australia as well, but in Germany, people are not afraid to put the DR if they have have a PhD, Dr. So-and-so candidate for parliament over here. Mm-hmm. You leave the DR off because Americans think, Oh, do- he's a doctor. He's just an academic. He doesn't what the real world is like. So we've got to change that attitude toward, uh, you know, admiring those who achieve uh, educationally and those who are in, in office should be educated. And by the way, I could offer free, uh, political science classes. Or any Congress person that wants them, let them know. We'll have it on my YouTube channel.
1: I, I <laughs> so agree with that. They, the details. They, they should watch our YouTube. That's, that's the plan. I think, uh, I find it really strange. I don't want people who in in, in government who are less intelligent than I am or even as intelligent as I am. I want smarter, better educated people than me making those decisions.
3: Mm -hmm. That's what the leadership is about, isn't it? To help to know the larger picture and to have the time to focus on that and then to inspire people that are better selves of their nature. By the way, I'm going to open up my YouTube channel program again. I had it going for about a year Mm -hmm. I've been very busy with other things, so the last year I haven't had it. But I'll probably get a week, my weekly YouTube show going as well. that will do it, educate people. I'll let you know. I think it's a happens. great
1: way to it's a That's great awesome. way to do it. Yeah, I'd love to have you on mm-hmm. when you do well, it and talk about it, and we'll absolutely I, I, promote it. I think um, I think an understanding of government is something people aren't really getting in schools, um, and they don't yeah. understand what the government's supposed to do for them, and also what they owe the government because there is a point that you have social responsibility yes. as well. It's a two-way street.
3: That's correct. My YouTube channel is available. My, all my videos are on there, by the way. It's Peter Matthews 11. So Peter Matthews, one word, M-A-T-H-E-W-S, one, one. Peter Matthews 11. They can go and see it now. But you're right. We'll get it going. we we'll get the education going there some early, and that's so important.
1: I like that. Now we have about three minutes left. Is there anything you want to say to everyone out there?
3: Well, I just, uh, you know, I, I'm so glad that we have a, a country and a nation like this with such great ideals in our Declaration and Constitution. It's time that we put those ideals into practice, though. So, and that's why I like your show. It's not only entertaining, but it's educational and inspirational. And there should be more of this. And everyone can become an educator. When you're in your, uh, your parties, you can, when you're in the grocery store, you can talk to people. Keep that mask on, however, of course, you know, at this day and age. Yes. We should talk to each other, even on the phone, on telephone or through text messaging. Talk to friends about certain facts. And you can always then educate them and they can come to a higher level of understanding when, they, when it's time for them to vote or take part in politics.
1: How do you get people to I stop voting for QAnon people? That's what I can't understand. Like, I have people oh, online arguing Lord. with me about well, QAnon they, yeah, stuff. and like, I, I don't know how to fix that.
2: Go I ahead, Bird all the <laughs> knowledge information coming out, they, they got to be done, right? You can't have QAnon no. after they expose the... Fr- no,
1: there are still people doing yeah. it.
2: Yeah, that's delusional. Yeah, okay. yeah, delusional are. before, I don't know what
3: you would call this. Well, well I think it's... the only way to do it is what we're doing is to, to educate people in, the, in the, with the accurate direction with science and reason underlying our education and make it fun as well and get them to know what the conspiracies are. I saw a woman on, the other day on TV who actually had, uh, had gotten rid of her QAnon uh, brainwashing, so to speak. She had left the cult and she was saying how Good. she got into it and why she got into it. It was very inspiring. And why she left it. So that should be seen. I think it was on CNN, I believe. It was very good to see that. That's awesome. And there are people like that.
1: Yeah. I'll put up a link to that. Maybe watching someone like her would help people uh, get the hell out of that. Because it's it's loopy. Yeah,
3: seriously. Loopy and very dangerous for all of us. And Mm for the people themselves who are doing that.
1: And again I think it I think a lot of it's just it's just under education and not knowing about politics and you know this is going to sound very conspiratorial but the best way to control a populace is not to let them know how anything runs so if you don't want to you know be controlled by people maybe learn how the mm-hmm. government runs and what you can do about it now playing to conspiracy theories to get people to learn that's that's my new but plan. that is very
3: well true what you just said is absolutely true it is easier to control people when they're not informed and the And you can tell them any kind of lies. It's happened before in the past, as you know, in a very detrimental way in Germany and Austria, the fascists and the neo-Nazis and Mm -hmm. Nazis. It happened there, but it can happen here at a lower level and still dangerous level of being misinformed and going down the wrong road and and supporting uh, wars that are not justified and those kinds of things. And so, you know, that's why we have to be informed. I I like Thomas Jefferson's quote about education. He said, I know of no safer repository of power than the people themselves. If on occasion the people make the wrong decision, we should not take power away from the people. We must inform them toward the right decision. We must educate them, in other words. So for Jefferson and others, education is the key, and public education to strengthen that is really important. And, and I and like that. people make the right decisions.
1: I think that was an excellent <laughs> way. We're at the end of the show, and I think that was the best note to leave it on. Uh, Professor Matthews, Bear, thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night.